Hey, 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 I'm Amina. And I'm Missy. And we are here, here for, for the, the donuts. donuts. So many different flavors. Strawberry fills a dream. Delicious Boston cream. Sometimes I'm white for wasted. But I can't seem to quit. These donuts got me lit. I'm covered in glaze. In a haze, powdered face. Sprinkles in my double chin. But donuts equal life. So they can be. why I do that. Um, I do it every <laughs> single time. Wait, I need to be armed with some actual music for you. Yeah, because <laughs> maybe we need to be like, because what happens is the, our actual song gets put in in post-production. Yeah, yeah. So we don't get to like, no. you know, donut drunk. We don't get to hear no, it when it's we're It's kind of anti-climatic for us. So we probably need to, because that's what I feel like. It feels like, it feels like if this were our Jimmy Fallon, that that's when like the roots would like be playing mm-hmm. when we say yeah. here for the donuts and the roots would be like tuk, 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 right. get right there yeah. you know anyway we always dance um even when there's no music so it's good y'all welcome back today's episode is about periods dun, dun, we've actually been looking forward to this episode for quite oh a yeah while. yeah <laughs> so i'm very excited because this is something that needs to be talked about more so let's get to that but before we get to that, today's donuts uh, came from Beetle Cat Restaurant here in Atlanta from Donuts in the Den, which is a donut brunch on Saturday and Sunday mornings. And because we have to taste a variety of donuts, Missy and I, we wanted to go ahead and get two donuts a piece because, um, you know, why waste your time? So uh, I had the Plain Jane, which was just the traditional yeast is this a yeast cake? It's like it's fried. Mm-hmm. It's not baked. Yeah. It's fried, but it's yeasty. They had a word for that on the menu. Griddled. Mmm. Come on and be griddled. Griddled plain donut with just the traditional glaze. And it was very delicious. It was like what you love about the Krispy Kreme, but like elevated in this gourmet way. Uh, the ODB is all the chocolate stuff. It's like Oreos and chocolate sauce and chocolate things. But it wasn't too much. It wasn't. It, wasn't it was like the done. plain donut with the with that chocolate mixture glazed over the top. And it I'm was here for fantastic. It. What did you have? I had the pucker up, which mm. was Meyer lemon. You know I'm a sucker for a lemon donut. Mm-hmm. And blueberry. And I felt really bold getting this because Amina always gets the lemon and I'm always jealous. But I let her get the lemon because this is this is Amina's thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I let her get the lemon usually. But today I was like, no. That's right. I am taking the lemon you take for myself. that lemon for yourself. I took it. She took did. that lemon and I puckered up. And she still shared it with me. So I did. Shout out to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we shared still. And I got the Buford Highway, which if you don't live in Atlanta, you don't know that we have an actual road called Buford Highway. You don't know. Uh, don't know. It had pork know. floss on it, which I don't know what that is, but it was very tasty. It was so good. It was like a really thin version of like a pulled pork. Uh-huh. Tiny pulled pork. Yeah. And caramel. Which is fantastic. Yeah. So it was great. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Donuts in the Den. Um, 
That's great. Yeah, thank you for your service to Atlanta. Yeah, and we just want to send an extra shout out again to Ford Fry, who we know obviously is listening to this, just like millions of other people. Hey, Ford. (laughs) And uh, Ford, we definitely uh, have you on our list of people that we want to interview so you can discuss what y'all are doing at Beetle Cat to these donuts. Okay, bye. Cupcake Award! Cupcake Award! Cupcake Award! Cupcake Award! Cupcake Award! Cupcake Award! So, uh, in lieu of doing Someone Needs a Donut, we are going to do Cupcake Awards today. And normally people who need donuts, they, they have an attitude. Something wrong has gone on in their life or just in the air around them. And uh, Cupcake Awards are to celebrate things, to celebrate people, celebrate the positive things that people do. Who is your Cupcake Award for today? So many of you know I work as a midwife and I recently caught a 12-pound, 3-ounce baby. Woo! Mm -hmm. Come on. Shout out to the mama because... Uh, I would like to give a Cupcake Award to that mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I basically told her family before we left. You know that she gets whatever she wants, when she wants it, for a really long time now. She deserves it. Yeah. She deserves it after that right there. Yeah. Shout out to her. I I, I, I would really give her a cupcake and donuts at that point. Just right. a celebration. Yeah. She could mm-hmm. just, however she wants to eat her carbs, she needs to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cupcake award is for Super Mario Brothers. Uh, for my birthday, my husband got me the Nintendo retro console that has like the 30 games on it. And um, I'm probably going to write a blog about this, but I, I want to give a Cupcake Award to Mario and Luigi for going through eight levels of a game that for seven of those eight, they got to the end and thought they saved the princess, but oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't, Mario and Luigi. This is not even the real princess. Go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And those brothers, they kept on going, you know? And as I play this game again... And yell and cuss at the fact that these little animals, I don't really know exactly what they are. Like the little owls whose like little feet are walking. Mm -hmm. But then it's like owls do fly, but they don't. The ducks with the turtle shells? Yes. And then those little things that look like beetles. Mm -hmm. But then when you stomp on them, they don't don't die in the same way that the other things. There's like a lot of things in this game. But I am learning that it is teaching me a lot about life. It's teaching me not to give up, even when you're confronted with a fake princess. You can keep going. Mm-hmm. You can make it through level eight and all that lava and stuff that looks a little like hell and has the scary music. Looks kind of like what I imagine hell is like. Bust every brick you come across because you don't know you don't if there's know. a level up in there. You know, life has a lot of big. bricks. You I don't know what to... the deal is with that. They start off tiny and then they get made big. Yeah. With those, I don't know. And then but you can shoot just fireballs. Know. Yep, you gotta you gotta bust the bust all those bricks and then you might get that mushroom that makes you big. Yes. And then you can turn brown mm-hmm. and shoot fire fireballs. So what is the lesson for you? The lesson is if life gives you bricks. You make sure you break those bricks. Bust them. You don't know if a mushroom's in there. You don't know if a one-up is in there. You don't know if that fire flower is in there. So these are the life lessons we give you. Shout out to the cupcakes for Mario and Luigi. Thank you to both of those Italian men. I don't know. Anyway, okay. We're talking about periods today. Mm-hmm. And I want to start from the beginning. Before your period started, what were you told about your period 
Uh, so I don't remember a lot of what I was told about this. The only part that stands out to me is that my mom told me that when she first got her period, she thought she was dying because nobody had ever told her about periods before. So all she knows now is when I go to the bathroom, there's blood, I must be dying. And I can't really remember what else she said to me. I do remember that she would come in every month and tell me when she got her period, which I found very irritating. Wow. Um, that's all I remember about that. I remember being very ashamed of it. I remember trying to hide that I was on my period. Um, I don't know, but I don't know why I felt that way. How old were you? Uh, when I got my first period, I was in the fifth grade. Okay. And we were taking the SAT. So I guess wow. maybe I was 10. Okay. 11. Wow. Okay. I think my mom being a nurse, I remember she was doing my hair at my grandmother's house. And I remember very distinctly what the bathtub and the tile of the bathroom looked like because I think I just stared at that while she's <laughs> describing this very strange Great. thing to me. And I just remember her saying about some blood cells and they were going to break and shed. It just sounded... <laughs> I think she was trying to be scientific with me. Right, normalize it. Yeah, yeah, but it was making me feel like something really violent was going on mm. inside of my body, and I don't have any choice about it. So I just remember at that time, and I was probably around eight or nine when she was having this conversation with me. So I remember being like, that sounds really, really terrible, and I don't want... Well, as I was getting older and some of my other friends were getting their periods I noticed that they were more developed than I was and I really had a fascination with wanting to have breasts <laughs> I wanted you don't say I wanted those breasts so bad and so I I got to a point where I was getting really anxious and anticipating of my period because to me my period was going to give me the curves that I was wanting. Mm -hmm. That's I I was like making that connection. Right. So anytime I had like a little stomach cramp, I was running to the bathroom like, are you here? Is it time? <laughs> ah, it's not time. Ah, it's gas. Mm. I remember one time I spilled like sauce accidentally. I was like eating like a bowl of like something that had a lot of sauce to it. And I remember I accidentally tipped the bowl over and like that like warm sensation hit my lap. And I remember being like, oh, is it time? And then I was like, girl, this is like some teriyaki sauce or something. <laughs> like, this is not it. Aww. So I had anticipation. Poor baby Nina. Man, Aww. I had anticipation of that period starting. But my period didn't start until I was 14. Wow. So I sort of like was watching my friends go through all of it. I was on the tail end of that. So those were the things I remember being told about it. And I do remember being, I guess it would be the feeling of shame. Like I, like, I remember my mom when my period started, which some of this is like, I'm sure this is cleanliness, I guess. But I remember her being like, okay, you're going to use these pads. She showed me all those. We went to the store. We did all that. And then she's like, when you take the pad off after you've used it, you're going to roll it up. You're going to wrap it up mm -hmm. <laughs> in like toilet paper. You know, it was like there was right. this whole process. And I still like think of a lot of those things, you know, so... It's sometimes hard to know, like, well, is that just, like, that's good cleanliness stuff? Because there's all these weird things that go with your period. Like, mm -hmm. if you're on your period, and I, okay, I can think of this as an example. I remember my period started, and we were staying in someone's home. 
And now for some reason, I'm weirded out about whatever my feminine products are ending up in the trash can of these, like, I'm not at my house where right. I'm going to be taking out the trash. Right. So now I'm like wadding everything, like with all this massive toilet paper, you know? So it does seem like there were some, some thoughts in it that definitely were shameful. And then I did have these thoughts of like, I can't wait to get these breasts. Is this period going to mean I'm getting these breasts? Right. I also want to submit on the lines of, what you remember about knowing about your period before your period started is that famous episode of the Cosby show when Rudy got her period Mm -hmm. and this like celebration that her mom was like, it's, it's woman's day. And there was like all this like cool stuff they were going to do. And of course my mom was a single mama and working a lot right. so my mom's like i sell every day is woman's day in this house right but i'm gonna I have celebrate to... it by going to work <laughs> yes yes i'm gonna have to go to my job i don't have i don't know how claire as an attorney right. has time to <laughs> that work. take the day off yeah while her husband's meeting with patients in their basement weird i don't know but anyway you know but i remember like that was the first thing i remember seeing that as a celebration this like rite of passage yeah. coming into being a woman. I, I don't remember it being like that. I remember it seeing me like more of an annoyance, mm-hmm. you know, was, was that like, as you became a teenager, was that more of the sentiment yeah. that you felt? Yeah. It was more like how, how do I hide this? What if it leaks? What if this, that, and the other traveling around with it? What if it's a pool party? What if, what if, what if all the way, yeah, which is really unfortunate. Because yeah. it's, I mean, if you if you really think about it, that's the same as, like, you're staying at somebody's house, you take a shower, you clean your ears with a Q-tip, and you're wrapping this Q-tip up in toilet paper before you throw in their trash. Like, you don't want them to know that you have earwax. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. It's a normal thing that's present, and most people with a uterus experience this, and... There's nothing dirty or shameful about it. Right. And for some reason, it got handed down that way to us. Yeah. But it seems like that's changing now. Yeah, it does seem like that, which makes me like, it makes me really thankful for girls, you know, and women growing up now. It's like, and if you oh. think about the commercials for period products oh, when man. we were growing up, these people are like playing tennis. <laughs> Doing all they're, the things. They're I riding their bikes and Mm-mm. flowers are floating by, like Mm-mm. cartoony flowers or, you know, like Mm-mm. flying out of their vaginas. I don't know where these flowers were coming from, but no. they were there. No. No. And I definitely felt more like the scene in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker mm-hmm. when um, <laughs> Don Lewis's character is like walking down the street and Damon Wayans is trying to follow <laughs> her and she turns around. And she's like, no. It's <laughs> like that. Like no one ever did a pad or tampon commercial right, yeah. that was like that. And I probably would have been like, oh man, I need to buy do this. Do they even do commercials anymore? They're still the same. I well, like you know I what? You know what? One. I will say, and I can't think of her name right now. I'll have to Google it while we're recording today. But we were talking about her earlier. There is uh, a yoga master that we were talking about mm-hmm. who's been doing all the work on body positivity and mm-hmm. fighting against body shaming. She has a commercial for tampons where like she's talking about, you know, just like body positivity 
and like talking about the things we do. We yoga, we do these things, you know, we're not going to be stopped by our periods, you know? So I was like, oh, okay. Like that was different, but I still feel like there are a lot of tennis. <laughs> There's still a right. lot of like uh, the blue, uh, uh, when they pour the blue water yeah, in the thing. What's that the deal just, with that? Oh, is it going to be blue? I don't know. Nothing blue is coming out. No. That's not, mm-mm. Do you remember being embarrassed by your period? Like having, do you have a story where you are like, I remember being really, really embarrassed? Yeah, a lot, a lot of stories because I bled a lot and, um, I, I most likely had some form of endometriosis. Um, so I would bleed a lot. It didn't come regularly. So it, you know, it was like, you never knew when it was going to happen which would transpire to being at school with blood on the back of my pants and trying to like always have a jacket or sweater that I could tie around my waist and really feeling like there, I don't think I was aware that I needed somebody, but there was nobody. Right. There just was nobody to talk to about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could have talked to my mom about it. She wouldn't have like shamed me or anything like that but for some reason I didn't feel like I could and I think that I don't think that's something my mom did wrong I think that was more of a cultural thing Mm -hmm. and it's still a cultural thing that we have to press back against and make it a point to say you can talk to me about this yeah and this might happen and this happened and there was one time I had my period at camp and on the way back from camp (laughs) It's kind of funny now, (laughs) but it was terrible at the time. Yeah. Uh, On the way back from camp, we went to this place called Sliding Rock, which was basically like a ginormous rock that was covered in algae, and you could go, and it had water kind of flowing down it, not not like a waterfall or anything, but just kind of like, it was wet. Mm -hmm. And you could slide all the way to the bottom and land in this freezing cold mountain water at the bottom. It was like a stream or little lake or something. Um, and I was on my period and all I had was pads. So I was wearing a pad for that. Well, it fell out like on the rock, (sighs) on the rock. And it's like at my feet and I'm with my friends and I'm like, nobody saw it. And I'm like, do I pick this up? Do I, you know, I don't remember what I did. Probably I picked it up and like tried to go to the bathroom and throw it away or something like that. But, Yeah, just not, not, there weren't, I don't think there were as many options then, you know, you just had tampons, which were really scary because at the time they were making them out of materials that uh, would give you toxic shock Mm -hmm. syndrome. And so that was like, whoa. Right. And then there were pads. Really, really big pads. Man, they were not thin. No. Oh, man. It felt like you were like on a canoe. <laughs> You're like on a canoe with pants on. Those pads. Yeah. It's like the same pads if you go to the hospital. It's uh-huh. like that pad was uh-huh. what everyone had yeah, at the time. Yeah, that was it. You have no choice. You don't have, There's no flexi wings. Mm-hmm. You don't have. No. You mm-hmm. have no choices about that. Yeah. Just one ginormous pad. Oh, my gosh. I think my... I have two embarrassing moments. Well, one's embarrassing... And one is like, I feel like I now in my adult life have a catalog of the worst moments that I had my period, like, like having my period in the worst scenarios. I feel like I have those, Mm -hmm. but my embarrassing moment was, I remember this is also related to camp. So camp is obviously a bad place for periods. (laughs) (laughs) 
I remember I was going to camp and I was in high school and I was I I was sort of I was raised in a family of women who were coming from like a Pentecostal holiness tradition as far as like faith was concerned but that came with all these trappings for women so it was like there were some spoken and some unspoken things that you know a girl a church girl or a church woman doesn't do and i remember tampons was one of those things wow that it was very rare among among us as church girls that anyone was discussing with us what to do about the tampons because there was this weird like sexual connotation that almost like if you were using tampons it had to mean you were loose in some way that you're doing that all the time instead of you <laughs> I mean it sounds crazy right, now yeah. saying it out loud yeah. you know no but like you I was having that experience of like I'm having all these thoughts and there's certain things that it seems like people at church are saying or are not saying. I'm sort of trying to read between the lines of those conversations. And then what my friends at school were saying. So a lot of my friends at school were using tampons all the time. Right. So here I am going to camp. And I must have told some of them that I was. And they were like, you you need to make sure you take some tampons with you because you might be like horseback riding or, you know, if y'all have like stuff you're going to do in the river or whatever. And like this same thing happened to me with shaving my legs. It was like, that wasn't a thing culturally for women in my family at the time that you shaved your legs. So I remember having like super hairy legs and my friends being like, um, you know, once we got to like eighth grade, like, girl, you in Texas, are you gonna shave that? And I was like, why are you shaving legs? So I don't remember where I got the tampons from or if my friends gave them to me because I don't think my mom was buying those for me at home. And I took the tampons to camp and I don't even think that I was on my period, but for some reason it occurred to me to try to get more comfortable with inserting one mm -hmm. so that when my period came, I would know how to do it. Right. I wish I almost had like the actual footage in my mind of what <laughs> I looked like in that camp bathroom by myself. First of all, trying to figure out where does this go? Right. <laughs> like... I know there's a hole that the pee is coming oh, out of. Yeah. Does it go up that hole? I don't know. So I'm just in the bathroom reading the little instructions and it's like, put your foot up <laughs> on the toilet seat so you can have the proper angle for whatever. Yeah. So I finally get the tampon in there, but it was surely in there incorrectly because I remember whatever camp we were at, there was one bathroom that was like a one stall where you could walk in and close that door. So you had the whole bathroom to yourself. Mm -hmm. I remember walking around in there because I'm trying to figure out how would I walk around like a normal person <laughs> with yeah. this like super foreign object right. inside of my body. And then I'm like, this is uncomfortable. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it, you know? And my friends are all modern and what's wrong with me that I can't be as modern as them? And then I freaked out because I'm like, I got to get this thing out. And I don't know how I'm going to get it out. So I finally like take it out and I'm just all freaked out. I'm totally freaked out. I'm freaked out, but I also feel shame mm -hmm. because I'm like, I'm not as womanly as my friends mm -hmm. are that I can't, you know, wear the tampon like they do. Well, later on that summer, I went to visit my dad and his sister, my aunt. I won't say which aunt so they can keep their privacies. 
So <laughs> my aunt, for some reason, was talking in front of us about tampons. And she was like, yeah, I don't wear those because whenever I tried to wear one, I got it in there. But when I took it out, it made me feel like my intestines were going to come out. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like eavesdropping on this conversation uh -huh. as a child. Uh -huh. But I felt so vindicated mm -hmm. <laughs> because I felt like she was like, putting words to exactly right. how I felt in that bathroom. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It d and I don't come from a type of family that like kids can be in adults conversations mm -hmm. like that. So I wanted to be like, yeah. And then I was like, let me go get some Kool-Aid before I get in trouble. <laughs> so that was probably, and it was, I was embarrassed. No one saw me, you know, but it embarrassed me that like I couldn't yeah. do the thing that felt like mm -hmm. I should do. And then I think my other times that I've been embarrassed by my period has just been like, I mean, I've texted you several times. I've been like, wow, guess who's like in Africa on her 35th birthday in like a Humvee that has like seats as thin as a cracker on her period. Mm -hmm. Yay. Well, you know, my recent cruise, the cruise of 2017. Please. Uh, I was on my period. I, in fact, tried not to be. I try. I was hoping that there were some. There was like a supplement that I could take that, for some people, makes their period not come. So I was trying that. It didn't work. My period was like, <laughs> "F you." Here I am. So at the same time, we were coming down with norovirus because oh, no, we no, got. No, no, that's no. a thing on cruises. No. Wash no. your hands. I did not know that was a thing on a cruise. I didn't know it either until it happened to me. Dear Lord. Apparently cruise ships are like breeding grounds for stomach viruses. Wow. It's so bad that after you go through the food line and you touch the tongs, you need to wash your hands again. Wow. And it was really interesting because there were like uh, hand sanitizers everywhere and I didn't see anybody using them. Oh. Mm -hmm. Except for the people that had previously been sick. They were using them now. Wow. Yeah. So you got to wash your hands and wash your hands again. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a thing. So anyway, uh, so I I am on my period. I am visiting uh, exotic islands. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I'm coming down with a stomach bug. Mm -hmm. So um, in preparation for this, you know, just in case the supplement didn't work, I went and like, it was like period Armageddon. Like, I'm not kidding. I spent like $70. I got the Diva Cup. I got pads. I got, I bought, for the first time, I bought um, feminine wipes. Wow. Because mm -hmm. on some of these islands, you are hard-pressed to find a bathroom. And if you do find one, you have to pay to use it. And I'm not sure. If I'm paying you 50 cents to use this toilet, I don't know what it comes equipped with. Right. It turns out those were the cleanest toilets I used the entire cruise. Wow. Worth the 50 cents. Wow. So I brought these wipes for, like, cleaning with in case there wasn't toilet paper. or I didn't know. Right, You know, right. What, what I was going to come across. So uh, this our first island stop was St. Martin. And this was before I knew that I was coming down with a stomach bug. Uh, I was wearing the Diva Cup, mm -hmm. which, if you don't know, is a silicone, uh, kind of like a the height of a shot glass, mm -hmm. and uh, but it tapers towards the end, so it's not like you know big yeah. all the way down. It just kind of tapers to a point, and um, you insert that into your vagina, and it kind of creates a suction around the walls 
it kind of sits behind your pubic bone and creates a suction around the walls of the vagina so that it's not like coming out and it's just it collects all of your period blood and fluid and whatever else is coming out of you water and all that um well, when you have one of those on and you squat behind a palm tree to vomit, the uh, bearing down that you do in the heaving process will cause that thing. And maybe this is only if you've had five children and your body just <laughs> responds to bearing down like that. It pops out. Wow. So now I've got this diva cup is like half out of me, which is very painful. Oh. And I'm on an island where if you can find a bathroom. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So at the time, our tour group was being provided with drinks from a bar right across the way from where I was. Like we were at like picnic tables on the beach. And right across the street was this bar that they were wow. bringing us complimentary drinks from. So I was like, surely if I tell them, I'm with them. Which they so it was like trying to walk there though it was oh. like you know you're kind of like walking funny like I just need to get in the bathroom and I walk by and I'm like I'm with them <laughs> just head right into the bathroom fix it it was fine but that was a terrible other than that wow. though the diva cup was solid for me I mean swimming okay. I went on a safari adventure in just my bathing suit and then swam in the Caribbean Sea rowed back an hour back to the boat. I mean, it was like a four-hour thing. Wow. Okay, because this bring, this is bringing up a good point that I wanted to talk about period products. Those you recommend, those you may not recommend that didn't work well for you. But mm-hmm. Diva Cup, and everybody I know that uses Diva Cup or products similar to it all say that they love it. I just am a scaredy cat, obviously, mm-hmm. about period products after my embarrassing yeah. <laughs> story I told. Mm-hmm. But I'm always scared about it because I'm like, what if I'm like... I, okay, this is the part where I need the logistics. Because I my mind is imagining traveling. Mm-hmm. And because I'm like, if I'm at home, that makes sense. Right. That like I can remove the cup, I can empty it. You know, I have a way to go right there, wash my hands. But I'm like, I'm in a public bathroom. Mm-hmm. I'm removing this. I'm pouring yeah, it. Yeah, that gets tricky. Well, you can wear it for up to 12 hours. Oh. But if you're bleeding heavily that day, you're going to need to empty it at about four hours. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So walk me through what happens. Typical woman wears the Steva cup, goes into public bathroom. Mm-hmm removes diva cup Mm -hmm. and empties it into the toilet the toilet and then you're either going to have to clean it with toilet paper which is not recommended you're supposed to wash it in between which is why i was carrying the feminine wipes oh because then you can clean it and that is a very i mean you're getting blood on your fingers right which is which is kind of um well you know because of what i do i Mm. work with blood coming from people's vaginas regularly right. so for me it's like well okay this is just my blood you know it's not a big deal right for the average person i think that's a really profound thing mm-hmm. and i think it's an important thing because it's part of just bringing taking away the shame of it mm-hmm. and then dirty feeling and everything to where it's like there's nothing you know dirty about this you do need to wash your hands you right know? right right and sure. you need to clean the diva cup before you put it back in because you don't want to give yourself infections yeah. and bacteria and stuff like that. Um, so ideally, you're somewhere where you can like wash it out in a sink 
oh, and wash and your then, hands. And then put mm -hmm. it back. But you can do it in a public bathroom if you have to. That's just not, you know, one, that like single stall thing is yeah. not the most ideal. But I was prepared for that if I had to. And that's why I had packed those wipes. Okay. And, um, but you are, I mean, it is, that would be kind of, that would be kind of messy, but, um, it's not impossible. Right. It's doable then. And, hmm. um, it might cause you to reflect differently on yourself and your body and its normal functions and all of that in a positive way mm. rather than the shameful wrapping it up so mm. I can hide it in this trash can, mm -hmm. you know, which when you're when you're having that experience with the diva cup, it's more like I'm taking care of myself. Right. This is what my body needs right now. I'm going to do that. I'm going to clean it. I'm going to put it back in. I'm going to wash my hands, you know, versus mm -hmm. the hiding and the shame and so I think it's positive, but it's a big step for a lot of people yeah. in our culture now because they're still in the shame and the hiding and the gross and... And not acting like over half the population yeah. is having this experience. And anyway. there's a bunch of them. There's like a whole bunch of different kinds. And I've tried other kinds, but I do like the Diva Cup better. And somehow it uh, makes your cramps less. Well, see what you said about how it suctions to the walls mm -hmm. of the vagina. That makes more sense to me now why it probably being in that place could mm -hmm. improve could improve yeah. like those you know pains that people might have mm -hmm. so that makes sense now that you described it that way mm -hmm. mm, that's informative mm -hmm. i might get brave one day i gotta make sure i'm in a bathroom where i can walk around helps me to pace first <laughs> <laughs> well they make they come in sizes too okay this is also a big mm -hmm. help yeah there's okay, a maybe. size for people that have not given birth and a size for people that have given birth Maybe, uh, maybe I'll try it and then I'll come back. I can report back on the podcast. Please do. Maybe I'll try it and see because mm -hmm. I'm a scaredy cat about all of it. I'm like, man, vagina, I know you're up there, but <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just checking in on you <laughs> before I put anything up there. <laughs> Feelings. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like very loyal to my like thin with wings pads. Right. Yeah. I'm like super loyal to them. Uh -huh. Um, before I used to have to get the really long ones yeah. so that I could be like sure that everything was like okay. But now that they make those super thin ones, because mm -hmm. they didn't when we were children, no, they did bless, not. that was not a thing. But now that it is a thing, you could have like an oak or I remember at first when they did have the thin ones. It was like, that was like a daytime yeah. pad. Right. And then it you had to like basically put a ship right. into your pants yes. at night when you went to bed. Like your overnight choices were like, you don't have any choices. You're going to put a mattress and in your pants. And I've experienced a lot of leaks overnight. Yes. And I wish I would have known then that peroxide takes that away immediately. What you are you telling me? Put some peroxide on the blood and let it bubble. Wipe it away. It's gone. Oh, like on the on the sheet, mm -hmm. girl stuff. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah. Missy is here with the pro tips. Peroxide today. will get blood out of anything. Come on, pro tips. Mm -hmm. This is important to note, especially when one is out and about somewhere. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, or you're out at somebody's house. That's like a simple thing that most people would have. Yeah. Mm, come on, pro tips. Yeah, I'm loyal to that. I know I I I get into panty liners a little bit. I do like those little things because mm -hmm. that's like a little safety when you have that. Like, is this the first day mm -hmm. of my period feeling? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Am I completely at the end of this so I mm -hmm. don't ruin the panties? 
Also, I separate, I have period panties and the panties that are for the time of the month that is not the period. Mm -hmm. That has also been great. I feel like I have learned the pro tip of like, girl, those panties don't need to be white or pastel colored in any way. Mm -mm. And they need to be fitted. Yes. Period panties should have a snug fit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I also want them to fully cover yeah my booty Mm -hmm. like i can't i really am not really for the cuteness of the period panty i need the full coverage Mm -hmm. (laughs) i need the full waistline Mm -hmm. right there i just need i don't i have enough to think about i don't want to be thinking about if my cheekies are right showing too much of my cheek i can't really be mm -mm, can't really be here for that what about the pads that are non-disposable so, of course, I use those, too. Mm-hmm. And it might change your opinion if you know the company I buy from is called Party In My Pants. I do like that. Pimp. <laughs> P-I-M-P. Pimp pads. I have pads with little white kittens on them that wow. I bleed all over. <laughs> and it brings me so much satisfaction. Come on, satisfaction. To bleed on those white kittens. Come on. I have uh, a pad that has Dracula. Wow. Dracula and werewolves. Wow. I have one with zombies. Okay, discuss with me. I I have all the logistical questions. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) So, let's say you're you're using your zombie Uh zombie party in your pants, Uh okay? And do... How does this work, actually? Because in a normal case, if you got to the bathroom and you're like, oh, I need to change this pad, mm-hmm. you would change your disposable one. But in that case, do you bring another... I, I think all my questions are related to travel. Yeah. Like when you're well, not because you travel house. a lot. So yeah. that's a reasonable... So they they make little, like, uh, bags that you... Because they fold... They're very thin. Oh, okay, okay. So they fold up real thin. Okay. You know, so they make bags for carrying them in and then you can put the used one in the problem that you're you're going to come into is how long are you traveling because you can take you know a few days like i normally wait until the end of my period to wash all my pads oh okay 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 um recently i forgot about them (sighs) and they were in the i have a little bag i keep them in in the bathroom like behind the toilet and um so i forgot about them for like a while longer than i should have um, but because I used the Diva Cup, there wasn't like much. Oh, really. so you use the Diva Cup and then use mm-hmm. these pads. Okay, mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. I only go only Diva Cup if I'm going swimming or something like that, or it's a really light day. I have done it like and forgot and been fine. Yeah. But because I'm just not, mm. you know, you just don't want that happening. So I usually wear one of the cloth pads with the Diva Cup. So it's, they're not like that, you know, they have, they're not that soiled. But um, anyway, they sat for a while, and uh, my son, who's my five-year-old, whose mm-hmm. job it is every day to go around and empty the trash from the trash cans in the bathrooms, and then a lot of times I'm nagging him. I'm like, there was trash around the trash can, and you left it there, and you're supposed to be picking that up. Well, evidently, he recalled that, and he took my bag of pads, and that was like full freak-out moment, because you become like really, like it's almost like a collection that you've got, because, you know, I got the kittens, and I got the zombies, and I got the werewolf, and I got some owls, I got some toadstools, and some polka dots. <laughs> you know, like, yes. this is an investment. Please, please. 
So luckily I retrieved them. And then I was like, that's right, because I forgot to wash them. So that's why they were on the floor and he assumed they were trash because yeah. they were there for so long. Yeah. But uh, when you're traveling, you can get away with it for you know, three days or so. You just have to remember if you're if you're like bleeding straight into the pad for a long time, it is going to have that period earth blood smell oh. after a while. Because period blood doesn't smell and it not not that I'm I don't think it smells bad. Other people do. It doesn't have an odor until it's exposed to air. Interesting. So Very the longer that it's exposed to air, yeah, the stronger the odor gets. So you would have to think about that when you're whatever you're going to carry it around in, like a Ziploc bag inside of right. your travel bag or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then it wouldn't be a big deal. You could just wash it. Come on with the pro tips. I mean, you could get full gorilla and just rinse it out <laughs> with some shampoo in the shower of a hotel room and hang and it to work dry. It out. But I even I <laughs> please please I even I, I have mm-hmm. never done that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually if I'm traveling I take a disposable pad and my diva cup. Okay. Okay. See this is helpful because a lot of what you're saying is speaking to like us, you know, being able to be more connected mm-hmm. to what our uterus is doing, to what our vagina is doing. And normalizing that, mm-hmm. normalizing the fact that this this blood is happening every month, you know, like, why should I fear it or be ashamed of it? And studies show that if young girls are brought up um, from the beginning, keeping track of their cycle and uh, specifically how they feel on certain days of their cycle and how that relates to whether they're bleeding or not, and um, are aware of those things that they're less prone to depression and they're less prone to be victims of abuse. Wow. The more girls know about their bodies, the less likely it is that somebody's going to be able to abuse them or molest them. Wow. That's really interesting because I I don't think... It did make me wish that... And I think my mom was trying to have that conversation but some of this information just culturally wasn't that Mm -hmm. just wasn't a thing as much like it is now in a lot of ways but I remember not really knowing about my cycle very much until right before I was about to get married Mm -hmm. that was like the first time I got um oh I can't think of the author's name right now but um taking charge of your fertility big Mm -hmm. thick book it's like it's like the bible of all the Mm -hmm. fertility things And, of course, she's talking a lot in there about charting and, you know, fertility awareness method and those things. But it's such a it was such a powerful read for me because she's walking you through the different phases. Right. It was the same for me. I was married before I cracked that open. Yeah. Oh, Oh, like cervical (sighs) fluid. The first time less likely to get pregnant. That was the third one. Interesting. Young girls are less likely to get pregnant. Because you kind of know a little bit more about yourself and how your body and your cycle mm-hmm. runs. Like cervical fluid. I didn't know what that was right. yeah. for probably 30 years, to be honest. And read that book and was like, oh, so that time in my cycle, again with the shame, I'm thinking like, how come every time I look around, my panties are dirty Mm -hmm. or there's discharge in here. And that actually is, I found out recently, um, that there's a thing right now. Um, I, I think it's like a hashtag panty check 
that young girls are doing where they're taking pictures of their underwear and showing that there's no uh, mark from discharge or something like that. Wow. So unfortunately, that still persists as like a dirtiness or a, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of thing where it's just normal. To- like that freed me up in so many ways Yeah. to like to know what that was and that that didn't mean anything was wrong with me, that it was actually a sign that my body was healthy that my uterus and my fallopian tubes, everybody was doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're having, in, in certain times of your cycle, that you're having a healthy amount of that was a really good sign, you know? So a lot of that freed me up. That totally makes sense to me that as a young woman, my reading that may have made me not just less ashamed about my period, mm-hmm. but less ashamed about my womanhood and what all what all the cycle really meant. Because I think right. when people would say like, oh, she started her cycle, I don't even know if I knew until much later in life why they were using that word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why that word was synonymous with period. And it's like, oh, the cycle starts with your period. And then your body goes through like all these yeah. things. So when I studied that, I was like, my body's freaking amazing. Like it's doing all of this cool stuff mm-hmm. every month, you know? Okay, you said you were going to talk to me about... The Bitches Back article. Yeah. Tell me more. Uh, so this relates to PMS. Okay. And I have always been fond of, well, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to say that. Anyway, I have always been fond of pointing out to my husband when I have PMS, I'm like, this is who I really am. <laughs> PMS is God's way of restoring the universe to its natural order. Mm -hmm. This is how it's really supposed to be. Right Mm -hmm. here, what you're experiencing right now, when I'm not taking any bullshit, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you how I feel. I am not sugarcoating things. I am not smiling and nodding. I am not going to take that crap from you. Not not my honey. He doesn't give me crap, but I'm talking about like other people. Just in general, in the world. In general. All y'all. All y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... I feel like I've always said that's my true self coming out. I'm just not having the politeness of whatever I feel like I'm, you know, have been told that I'm supposed to act. I'm just being myself. So this British lady wrote an article, I believe it was in The Atlantic, called The Bitches Back. And she wasn't talking about PMS. She was she was talking about menopause. Um, but that was her basic, that was like her whole thesis for the article was this is who I really am. Because, you know, when you go through menopause, evidently it can kind of be like an extended right. PMS oh <laughs> season. Oh, my gosh. Uh, right. Which I personally have, like, always inwardly been like, yes. <laughs> I cannot wait for menopause. Come on, menopause. Please, can I? Like, you were about breasts. You know, I'm like, please, can I have menopause <laughs> now? Can I get it, it early? I feel like I earned it early. And I'll, I'll be telling my friends, I'll be like, you know, I think I'm premenopausal. I'm dead. And they're like, please, you are 36 years old. And I'm like, no, but really, I think but I for am. Real but for real, though. Oh, my gosh. My period's a little bit, like, weird. And I'm like, oh, maybe this will be the last one. Maybe this is, like, premenopause. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, she was writing about premenopause, or she was writing about menopause and, um, talking about how that is who a woman really is. And that if you look at, um, how society paints women and talks about women, it's all related to this very short period of lives where, uh, we are, 
uh, our childbearing years, which is kind of set as the norm when in reality we spend the least amount of time in that phase of life. Interesting. Than we do in in pre-childbearing and post-childbearing. Hmm. We spend the least amount of time there, but that's like when you think about womanhood, that's what you think of. Interesting. You think about that uh, 25 to 40 year old woman Interesting. phase of mm-hmm. life when really we spend more time pre-period and post-period than anything. Than anything else. Wow. Um, and so we find more of our true self pre-period, you know, as a child developing as a person that's your true self mm-hmm. you know you're less filtered your dreams haven't been crushed <laughs> nobody's told you what you're supposed to think about things right and then you have that time period you know where you're becoming a woman I did air quotes you're becoming a woman and you're having babies or feeling like you should be having babies and everything is defined by that time right there with the PMS and all that is stuff that you're trying to hide and mm-hmm. that's not who I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know. And then you have menopause, which is those women are like, I'm going to say what I want to say. Mm. And it kind of continues until you, <laughs> until you die from what I've seen. I mean, all the older women I know, Listen. they have very wise things to say, but they're not going to hesitate to say it. Mm-mm, they're not pulling the punches. No, mm-hmm. no. If they think it, they're telling it to you. Mm-hmm. And if you feel a way, then you need to deal with yeah. the fact that you mm-hmm. feel a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. So it's a really great article. You just have to read it with a British accent in your head okay. or it's not going to make sense. Because okay. she phrases things a little different. It wasn't until I started, like, changed the voice in my head that I could totally understand. Interesting. The other good thing that I wanted to talk about was um, American Girl has come out with books that talk about body change and things like that. Wow. Um, and they are excellent. It's called The Care and Keeping of You. Okay. And they made one for younger girls, which is the one that I've used so far. And it's The Care and Keeping of You. I believe it's got the number one after it, like one. And then the other one's two. Okay. So there's young one for younger girls where it just talks about, like, um, here's how to take care of your skin. And here's how to take care of your hair. You should wash your hair, you know. Hmm. Depending on your activity level, this is how you should wash it, and you should brush it, and here's why, and brush your teeth, and wear deodorant, you know, and all that kind of stuff, without it being any any type of, like, shame yeah. or weirdness. Yeah. It's just the way that it's presented. The pictures are, um, they're all, you know, drawn pictures, but they appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um Like, every, kind of every, every girl would be, would find herself represented in this book. Okay. And, um... You know, so it's not like for girly girls or, you know, it's not like to- a tomboy right, would feel excluded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they just do a really good job. In their pictures, it incorporates everybody. Wow. And they talk about, um, so they kind of build into it. Like, they talk about how your emotions might be feeling this way sometimes. And here's how you can cope with that. And your body's changing like this. And here's something that's going on on the inside of you. Here's something that's going on on the inside of you, yeah. and and then this is going to start happening every month, and here's how you can take care of yourself wow. while this is happening, and so it kind of just builds up to that, you know, so 
I give my daughters that book to read. I did it in fifth grade with both both of them because they weren't developing. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't showing any signs that this was happening yeah. really, really, really soon, you know? Um, so I gave it, I gave it, and I have one that's younger. She hasn't gotten it yet. And um, the one uh, is real inquisitive, wants to talk everything to death. So I let her hang out with me in my room, read this book while I embroider and as things came up, we'd talk about it. Mm-hmm. The other one is not like that. She's like, just give it to me fast and dirty, and I'm going to move on. I'm like, okay, that's how it is. I'm going to move on with my life. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so she, um, I just let her read the book. She read it all, like, in one night, whereas the other daughter, like, it took her, like, weeks to read the whole thing. She was like, yep, got that down. I let her sit in on the class at school because I was curious. I felt like she could take it, and I was curious, you know, what they were saying mm-hmm. in school. And she was like, it was just like the book you gave me, just like that. And I was like, did you and your friends talk about it afterwards? She was like, no, everybody was very quiet after class. Oh, man. So that gave me an opportunity to talk with her about, you know, well, that's because people find this awkward and embarrassing, and you need to know it's not. It's like being embarrassed that you have an elbow. Right. It's just a part of your body that right. has a function, mm-hmm. and it's gonna do that function Mm -hmm. and there's nothing embarrassing or shameful or secretive about this Mm -hmm. everybody that you know that has a uterus is experiencing that absolutely and there's you know and and kind of sometimes feminist soapbox if men got periods the whole world would be built around it yes you would get sick days for your period yes because you know they would be calling in sick if they had periods Mm mm-hmm and every bathroom would be stocked with period supplies. You know? Mm-hmm. So it was it's good it's a good opportunity to talk with them and to not hide the fact that I have a period from my boys. Wow. You That's know, powerful like talking too. about it openly yeah. in front of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like my they'll they see the pads come through the laundry, like, hey, what's that for? Well, sometimes Girls bleed out of their vaginas when they're not pregnant. If there's not a baby inside, it's just cleaning itself out. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, so you wear that like a Band-Aid or like a diaper or what? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, okay. All right. Come on you know. and train up these young men, And of course, please. Titus asked me, why do girls bleed out of their weenies? Bless his heart. Because he just insists Bless that everybody has a weenie. Bless heart, Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> I've tried. I've, I've tried so many things. <laughs> just in its own time. Yep. So he calls it a in weenie. In its own time. So that's just, mm-hmm. everything's a weenie. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> please. Okay. If you could, if you could put in like a big box what you needed to survive mm-hmm. your period. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm including... PMS here because mm-hmm. that's like a taunt right there before my period. There are some certain things I feel like I need to make it through that time. Like, what would you say would go in that box? So my diva cup. Yes. And my cloth pads, my pimp pads. <laughs> uh, all the chocolate. Please, all of the chocolate. Every piece of chocolate. Chocolate covered almonds. Please. Chocolate chips. Brownies. Brownies. 
Man, yes. Brownies go hard when you're on your period. Oh gosh, everything. Brownies with everything. chocolate chips. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, there's a recipe that you need to know about called chocolate cobbler. You can look it up on allrecipes.com. Oh, it is on, very. All cobbler. you need is like flour and water and cocoa powder and sugar. I think that's all it is. Yeah, I want to know about that. And you. And, oh, it must be self-rising flour or something because it's like a cobbler. But anyway. Yeah, I need to know. About it that. is serious. Mm -hmm. Let me find out. Uh, ice cream. Uh, I need some albums with some trap beats on them. Come on, I don't know why, beats. but there's just something. <laughs> you just gotta like beat it out, you yes. know? Like, yes. I need the to feel aggression. it. I need to feel yeah. it in my soul when I'm yeah. listening to it. Need to get out that aggression. Um, what else? Most of the time, I just feel like I would like to go into a dark cave and be by myself. Um, yeah, that's a really great description of it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think in my mind, I would like to be in a nice hotel room. Yeah. Where food can be brought to the door, but I don't have to see the person mm -hmm. that is bringing the food. And someone else is going to make the bed if I decide to leave that room. Right. And someone else, well, all the cleanup is on someone else to do. All I need to focus on is watching my programs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so whatever my whatever my chosen... PMS period programs mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. I'm watching that and someone's there to bring the food and dessert items on demand. That's that's like my dream period. If if there was a way that like, you know, in my childhood mind I could be president, I would like make that a law. Yeah. Like whenever a woman's on her period, she has free reign to check into the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> she gets to choose whichever room she wants. No one else that knows her is allowed to be in that space unless she puts their name on a list. Mm -hmm. And if no names are on the list, she stays there until her period's over. Yeah. That would be like a great week for That'd me. That'd be awesome. Because I just feel like I feel tired and I just, I don't want to deal with it. Like people, whatever that, whatever people are doing, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to deal with it. I want to be alone. I want to do my stuff. And then I can like emerge mm -hmm. out of that like cocoon time. Yeah. You know, butterfly like. I crave salty things. So yeah. in my box would probably be like some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Like that week, I don't want to see the kale, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'll check for you, kale, when my period is over, but nobody's checking for you right now. Right. We're checking for the chocolate right now, we're checking for carbs on carbs. Pizza on pizza. That's what we're checking for. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about your asparagus <laughs> and your sautéed, whatever it is. No one wants you. Bagels. <laughs> I like want all the bread. <laughs> right. Whatever it is. Your salad. No one cares. Yeah. We don't matter. <laughs> Salads don't matter this week. No. That would be in my box. Uh -huh. Certainly. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think what else I would put in my box. Okay. On the music, I do feel like Bone Crushers, I Ain't Never Scared. <laughs> It's probably on my period list because it's like as soon as that joint goes uh -huh. in, it's like, yeah, I'm already like, it. yeah. And I actually recently rewatched the music video, <laughs> and I'm certain that Bone Crusher didn't intend this. Mm. But if I could like substitute myself for him in the video, I I really think that Never Scared is about periods. Because it's this giant version of him <laughs> crushing things right. in the city. It's uh -huh. him like putting his foot on buildings and like 
crushing right. cars yeah. and like mm, I'm feeling that that's how I feel like that like little bit of time before the period starts and like those first three or four days I'm just out here like oh I'm outside oh <laughs> <laughs> how I am because me and my husband are going out of town this week and um he goes I'm I'm really looking forward to spending (laughs) I'm really looking forward to spending time with you all week and you're not going to be on your period this time (laughs) I was like what huh what does that have to do with anything (laughs) music in the background Outside of the bank, and you think I'm a punk? I am definitely listening to that on my way home today. Yes, yes, child. <laughs> I, after I watched the video, I was like, "How did he know? Yeah, how does he know uh-huh. the feelings I feel, yeah. Bone Crusher?" Because <laughs> I'm either somewhere between like things that normally I would not let irritate me right. are now like really irritating me, or mm-hmm. I have the truth serum experience. Where I'm like, this annoys me. And not just today. And not just this week. Right. But for all, all the time. time. And I'm going to tell you about <laughs> yes. it now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I do feel like as I get older, I'm learning to like take advantage of that time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just be like. This is who yeah, I really am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to let her, whoever this girl is. You know how Beyonce used to have Sasha Fears? I need to like come up with a name. For who Amina is when it's period time. I don't know if I'm like Bone Crusher or whatever the version of that is. But I'm like, I need to let her come out. I need to let her come out and tell y'all the business. Because Amina, on a regular cycle time, mm-hmm. she's going to try to be like super nice. And she's not going to try to ruffle any feathers. But like, PMS Amina doesn't care about your feathers. Mm-mm. She will pluck off every one. That's right. No. And my second period song would be Knuck If You Buck. <laughs> <laughs> song that gives me a reason to push my fist into my other hand right yeah like any song where i get to like do this with my hand all Uh the time that's what i need Uh that's my that's my that's my period soundtrack right there (laughs) and then like i like go back to like you know young and love beyonce like if i were a boy i go back to like that beyonce when it's like after the period's over like i'm back guys halo do you ever um i do this Sometimes when I'm feeling particularly fed up, I will uh, tell my husband, this happened to me today, and uh, really what I feel like doing is sitting on the toilet while all the blood pours out of my (laughs) vagina, because otherwise that is pouring into my underwear as I stand here and deal with this (laughs) bullshit. And he just looks at me like, I... Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, like just back away slowly. If I'm describing to you, yeah, like, you know, I stood up just now to come in here and make dinner. And when I stood up, I had this gush of blood yep. come yep. out of me. Mm-hmm. I've started sharing these things with Matt as well. I have had those moments where I'm like, because first of all, that's like your person. That's like the one adult mm-hmm. that you see the most anyways, right. your spouse, right? So I have had some moments where I've been like, let me describe to you what it's like to have a period. Right. Let me describe to you what it's like to be like standing at work doing your job, which for me is up talking and speaking. And you, you are feeling something exit, exit your vagina. And you have to continue on like everything yep. normal. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
normally this is the Matt has the same response as your husband. Normally when I say that, he'll be like, so um, I'm going to go pick up this pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll come back with the chocolate and just let me eat in bed or whatever I say <laughs> is necessary at that point. For some reason, eating in bed feels like the way. Because uh-huh. I'm just like, I don't want to be downstairs. I want to deal with you kitchen countertops. Right, yeah. I want my food to yeah. be close to my face. Mm-hmm. And when I'm done with it, you need to come <laughs> and, <laughs> and discard it. away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope that you have laughed with us as we have discussed periods. And it's something we as women and those of us that have periods is something that, that we should be able to feel free to do more often. We hope Mm -hmm. you will feel free to do it. Please do. We hope that you will not feel shame about this normal and really beautiful process that our bodies go through. And we also hope that you will listen to Bone Crushers I Ain't Never Scared. Please. Just make that that a period song. It's good for you. I'll try to put the link to that um, video on YouTube. I'll try to put the link (laughs) in our notes. Yeah. Thank y'all. We're here for the donuts. We'll see you soon. Here for the Donuts podcast is produced by DJ Obdiggy in Orange Fuzz Studios in Atlanta, Georgia.